Hello and welcome to Hockey Development Talk. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Rod Gilmore. Hi Rod. Hello Gary. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Yes, uh, GB were speaking on a day that uh, Great Britain know their nations and the Olympic yes. qualifying draws. It's um, it's all it's all fun and games. <laughs> Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Who before I suppose really before I get into you your background who do you who do you want to see Great Britain play men women. Well, there's a few. I mean, luckily, the draw was kind to them, um, and I think they've got the, the ties they want. Uh, so, all in all, GB women against Chile's um, should, 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 yeah, GB women should go through on that one, and uh, Malaysia will pose a few problems to GB men. So, it'll be a good weekend all around. Indeed, indeed, yeah, uh, and obviously. You know, more international hockey. Hopefully, we get to those Olympic games and uh, we can start moving, moving back on and work towards two gold medals, right? Exactly. Yeah, Tokyo's a long way away. Yeah, it is indeed. It is We're indeed. Coming up fast. Uh, okay, a little bit about you. So, who are you? What's your hockey background? <laughs> well, hockey background is um, it goes back a long way. I probably I played at school and then first sort of bits of university and that's the last time I played really shell pitches and a bit of astro and um, cold Tuesday night training with vibrations going up my stick um, I was more a squash man really so I took to the indoor courts rather than playing outdoor hockey um, and then um, so that was my last sort of forays on the hockey pitch um, so but the sort of the hockey Blood um, got to me in 2010 at the Telegraph when I uh, covered hockey at the Commonwealth Games um, um, when England were playing in, in Delhi. Um, I seemed to be sort of the, the go-to man from all the sort of tabloids and broadsheets that were there um, at the time um, asking me for sort of info and I sort of was, um, managed to sort of bluff my way through it. Um, <laughs> and it's gone from there. Yeah, I sort of took over from... Um, Sort of a sort of a couple of long-standing freelancers, and it's sort of blossomed from there. Um, and I'm I'm still the sort of Telegraph hockey correspondent as well, and um, I'm, I'm loving it. It's sort of the access you get. Um, it's great. You, you, I used to do a lot of football and cricket, um, where access sort of diminished. And with hockey, there's so many stories there not being covered, and you can go to watch the games and speak freely to the players. Um, and it's it's sort of gone from there. Um, mm. Sort of really blossomed in. Uh, sort of 2013 when um, Investec and England, England Hockey did a media partnership with The Telegraph and um, covered more domestic hockey and so that really gave me a good insight into uh, the whole game at a domestic level in England and then sort of the wider picture around the globe so it's been great. Excellent I mean for me, I'll just go back a little bit there uh, what what was the the underlining choice around uh, hockey squash was it just indoor outdoor did you did you not feel that you enjoyed hockey so much or was it squash you felt that you had a better chance of progressing in what what took you what took your decision there yeah i think i, so I, was, I was always a squash player in my youth um and, and then sort of hockey at school sort of slowly got into that but we had a as a, as a school where hockey was was yeah there were some pretty good players there so i never really had a chance to sort of mm force my way through it um so I, you know it never really lifted off my career to be honest um okay. whereas squash there the heat of the battle on on uh, an indoor court was sort of my kind of game um yeah so that's that's where it's that's where it's led to really um minor sports has it's been great but i wouldn't call hockey a minor sport now but i think squash is yeah. certainly a minor sport yeah 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 
it, uh, but yet they've had some fantastic world champions over their time as well. So uh, in in squash, um, just uh, talk me through uh, your your journalism career then. There, so 2010 is when you started to really sort of get, get into hockey, uh, sort of um, producing. Was it was it just around the Commonwealth Games? Is that all it was in 2010, or did you then look at other stuff straight away, or did you have to, to have a quick break after that until the next major tournament? Yeah. It, it... It was sort of leading up to the London Olympics, really, and I was on on the badminton beat uh, around then. But I, yeah, the Commonwealth Games, I was sort of um, uh, covering most of the hockey uh, over there, uh, and just really from that was my sort of first international tournament, I suppose. Uh, but there it was. It was just uh, I just remember England versus India. Um, it's fantastic. I think it was the semi-final. Um, in India won last sort of dying seconds, I think, um, of that game. There's 15,000 in, in in the stadium, packed out, um, highly vociferous crowds. Just I'll never forget it. Um, and Eng- England lost that one, but uh, that that tournament will will stay with me. Um, and then obviously after that, it was sort of lead up to London 212. Um, sort of kept my eye on the hockey, and then after those games, um, sort of things turned, sort of, sort of developed for me in terms of um, covering hockey and being allowed to do more um, sort of domestic stuff um, through the sort of media partnership, um, and it's sort of grown from there really. Okay, what well, uh, this might be a tough question, and sorry if it is. Uh, that who's the or what was the most challenging uh, interview report that you've had to you've had to produce within that time was it around Rio and the gold because I suppose that was probably massively unexpected or has there been other times when it's been tough to, to write wow. a report Gary Sorry. I think covering covering hockey generally is is very tough you think yeah. um, doing a report you try and rather than just doing blow by blow you're with the whole rolling subs and trying to focus on one player, but then that player is off and you don't see them again for another 10 minutes. Um, and then you really, it's kind of, it's it, sometimes it's impossible to, to write a report and you're just hoping on a brilliant bit of play from someone to sort of uh, really steal it. Um, or just, you know, picking out a couple of, cherry picking a couple of things that you remember from the 60 minutes. It's just so fast flowing, especially if it is a sort of cracking ending. And then if it goes to a shootout, you kind of lead your report on that. Um, and then the other bits sort of fall by the wayside. So you're, yeah, I think Rio was up there in terms of um, of being right on deadline. I was working for the, well, three papers up out there, but Daily Express, um, I had to file my copy uh, a one minute after the shootout win. Um, what? Yeah, it was, um, <laughs> it was, okay. yeah, that was what? their only edition. And then I, I couldn't file again, so I had to make it absolutely um, was best as I could, and it was um, absolutely madness. Um, I feel for the person, my Daily Mail co- um, colleague, who had to actually write uh, player ratings for England, and he had to file. He had to file those um, pretty much after before the shootout. And he, uh, I'll never forget it. He gave Danny Kerry a five out of ten, and then um, <laughs> with a kind of line saying, "Must do better, maybe." Um, and then had to obviously take him into a nine out of ten or a ten out of ten um, mm. after after GB one goal. So, wow. yeah, I feel I feel for that. I, hopefully, I'll never ever do hockey player ratings because that is almost an impossible job. Yeah. Um, but but Rio the Rio report does um, yeah, you know it, 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 that that takes a lot of beating. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, and then we haven't 
you haven't really there sort of gone into the the next steps of your your journalism as much as you're still doing the correspondent stuff now with the uh, with Telegraph. You you have started the hockey paper and that started didn't it and then went off press but now it's come back. So do you want to give a bit of background around the hockey paper, what it is and why why we have it and yeah, absolutely. So it's sort of um, 2016 before um, Rio. I, a colleague, a late colleague, um, Graham Wilson, who listeners will, um, will, will some of whom will know, um, was at the Daily Express, and we um, we hooked up. Um, was a fantastic guy, and we had sort of had this idea of um, a market. There's definitely a sort of gap in the market for a hockey newspaper, um, and we and we approached the publisher of um, uh, called Greenways, who do the football paper, uh, cricket paper, uh, rugby paper, um, with a view of doing the hockey paper. Um, and this idea sort of blossomed um, after Rio, after, after Rio, obviously, and we knew that we had to had to go on from there. But um, the story is is a sad one, whereby um, Graham's son um, Tom uh, lost his life in a in a hockey training accident, um, and then um, and then uh, a few months later, Graham sadly died. Um, so in the space of a few months, uh, Lisa Wilson, who um, is now sort of um, doing great things in, in memory of Tom um, uh, and um, her daughter as well. Pippa um, lost um, a husband and a son. Um, extremely sad um, story. Um, but in light of that, um, I knew that I had to get the hockey paper onto the into print and onto the market in, in Graham's name, and that's what we did. Um, um, we we launched it um, in November 2016. Um, before the girls um, all received their MBEs, and um, it it was in to the marketplace um, on sale every week um, in shops, and it was um, doing doing pretty well. Mm. Um, fortunately, I think the week model was um, was too it was too quick too soon, yeah. um, and so it went off print in April 2017, and then went off uh, off print, but remained online for a, a good year or so. Um, about 18 months, and then earlier this year, I took the decision uh, to bring it back into print, and uh, we're slowly building up. So that came back in March, and we're now in August, um, and really building up towards a digital model that we're on print, subscription only, yeah. and um, we really feel that there's um, there's growth there to be had across digital and print and um, various other aspects that we're hoping to do in the future. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. And what's it come out now? Just for listeners that aren't aware, what, how how many um, how many prints do you have per year? I, I think it just depends on the season. We're sort of going um, sort of one or two a month um, at the moment, um, uh, and sort of um, building building on that, and just and just sort of feeling our way across the seasons. Obviously, next year is going to be key with the Olympics, so we'll have to hopefully bring out a sort of special souvenir. Um, magazine or newspaper and just just work around that so it's sort of not a, not set in stone how many issues we print a year it just goes with goes with the flow really and um, obviously advertising depending as well um, so yeah we'll just hopefully this season will be a, a real kickstart into um, what, what what can be achieved excellent let's hope so let's hope so and one of the the main sort of campaigns competitions is this what's your ones so do you want to explain what what that is yeah the what's your ones sort of came about um it's bubbling been bubbling for a, a year or so i think um covering domestic hockey can be a 
a pretty trying affair. Um, you know, watching sort of five Olympians on a show and, and not many people at the grounds is, is quite dispiriting as for a journalist when you're trying to sort of almost promote the game and not being a cheerleader, but certainly promote the game. You want people watching um, domestic hockey in the top flight. And I think especially on the back of the Women's World Cup uh, football and also cricket, what's happening in English women's cricket with the sort of franchise league, uh, what's happening in netball as well with their with their franchise system? Um, Monday night sort of netball live um, indoor sort of obviously brings the crowds, but yeah. I think hockey as well, and the, and those sports have sort of gone on the back of um, World Cup success, and um, you're seeing the crowds go, but it doesn't it hasn't happened uh, on the back of Rio Gold. It you mm-hmm. know I don't think uh, much has no. been done to to really sort of lift lift the game on this front, and that's what I'm trying to we're trying to do as a newspaper is to get people watching it it should be an aspirational thing for these juniors to uh, go and watch the ones and um and and look up to to what's well i mean i think it's slightly different to what's going on in in holland and belgium we can't um as a as a country uh, replicate that simply due to the geography but i think in terms of watching your ones the campaign grew on watching holcomb in the euro trophy uh, mm-hmm. club trophy earlier this year and there's a sizable crowd down there on the, in the, at Easter, um, boisterous noise, and um, that's where the um, seed was sown, really. Um, so we came up with this idea of hashtag Watch Your Ones, and um, it's it's grown over the summer, actually. A lot of clubs have got on board, um, want to use September. So the idea is basically this, this month, September, is to try and get um, as many people watching your ones as possible um, across yeah. elite down to grassroots. And um, clubs can enter uh, our competition, which can be found online. And we're trying to make it as vibrant as possible. Um, watching hockey should be a vibrant place. I know there's a lot, <laughs> a lot to be done, but um, hopefully this year will be a sort of um, a test to what can we what can we do in season two. Okay. And so, so is it the campaign? They they go online. They they sign up. We. Uh, um, what do they need to do from there? Then how do they feed back around? watch your ones or is it just images online and just look at how many people are watching our games and what what are you what are you actually looking for yeah we're kind of looking for um sort of so clubs can sort of um i know it's sort of difficult some clubs won't be playing um this you know at home in in september but they can um uh, and, and some will but it's it, primarily it's using if they've got double headers um or just choosing a choosing a game in September, a home game, and trying to get as many people as, as possible to a men's or women's um, ones game, yeah. and um, and essentially um, we we need examples of either video or images of um, of uh, fans watching anything periphery on the side um, stalls. Um, we're, we're going in conjunction with Hockey Fest as well, yeah. um, and any sort of activity on the pitch, trying to get kids on the pitch at halftime, something to make it rather than just getting people along to watch the one, something that make it, people will come back again, um, hopefully in November, December, when it gets a little bit colder, but going watching ones the whole way um, yeah. through the through the season. Um, that's that's primarily what to do. Um, and I think more people, more juniors should be watching the ones. I know it's very difficult with the timings, the pitch timings and, and different timings of um, when clubs play their um, top games. But um, yeah, it's, it's, I know it's early days, but... Um, that's, that's essentially as we want as a paper is to is to 
get people to watch their top team. Um, and it will grow from there. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, and the prize, or prizes, um, pretty sure I read something around about the value being £500 and your sponsorship through Hockey Pro Shop. Is that, is that correct? That's right. Yeah, top prize will be, is 500 quid. Um um, from from our partners Hockey Pro Shop, and um, we've got a few more prizes with a free subscription as well. Um, plus, winning club will get a sort of free mock-up of our front page, which will be dedicated towards that club. So, which we um, which we can blow up and and send to them, and you know, it'll be framed. Um, so, I think in all in all, it's a good and enticing, enticing little prize. Yeah, big prize, right? Big prize. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and interest. What? Where have you had interest from all over the country so far? Is there specific areas where, where we need to really sort of target, or is it just as all just trying to muck in and get as many as possible? Yeah, it's it's all over from Inverleaf, Inverleaf um, in in Scotland down yeah. down to the West Country. Um, yeah, just just by looking at the hashtag What's Your Ones one ones yeah. with a with a with a numeral. Um, it's um, and and obviously in the South, that's um, there's been a lot of interest there. Could be a little bit more um, if we can entice clubs in the north um, to to get on board. Um, that would be great. The Midlands is um, is beginning to show some interest. Um, obviously, down south is where, is where most of the sort of um, uh, activation seems to be at the moment. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's where we we, um, we want to be um, all over really. I mean, that's not just. Uh, not just England, obviously Scotland, Wales, and um, mm. and Ireland. So it's um, I know there's clubs out there who who get numbers in to watch their ones. We're seeing that we're getting emails in, um, but we want to see that evidence. We'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great, it'd be great, wouldn't it, to have competitions out there where we could say, look at how many people are here, and then uh, you know you're sort of competing against each other to to get bigger crowds. That'd be that'd be amazing. That would be amazing. Uh, I do know from when I delivered a course, not this weekend, the weekend before in Bedford, that Bedford are definitely keen to to try and raise them with the uh, men and women both being in, in National League. And I think that's easy for them. Double pitch site, um, bar on site as well, which is, is great. And the the sports club that's there, the the manager was, was very keen to increase the crowds and uh, was sort of working with the, the sports and the hockey clubs there to, to support that. So I think that's a... You know, people are already chatting and are already thinking about what they can do. Um, That's right. Bed- well, yeah. Bedford, are, Bedford are certainly uh, in there. In another aspect is obviously getting um, media coverage. One of the aspects of the of the campaign and competition is to try and get local media coverage, and Bedford mm. are certainly doing that. With the Bedford Independent, I think, um, they're getting our campaign into the paper, um, trying to get people along, and they're certainly seeing we're certainly seeing some good things from them. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I can imagine. I only met the the gentleman last week. There was the sports manager that was there, but uh, you know he was dead keen to get more people through the door, as you would be if you need to sell alcohol, soft drinks, food. But then for him, that was a that was a big thing, getting people in. And then if they want to take up the sport, they may take it up. If they just want to come down and watch, or they may have friends and family that they might want to get active. So he said it was it was like a, a vicious circle that was just going around. It's, it's not just about watching, but from watching. There was that that potential to entice them in, which, you know, f- that was his thinking. As much as yes, he needs people to come in to buy things, but actually he's thinking bigger picture of how he can then help his hockey clubs. So, yeah, he was he was definitely keen to to work with the club, the 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 club itself to to build up that um that campaign, which is brilliant to hear, brilliant to hear. And again, that was only in, just in passing, uh, whilst delivering a 
a coaching workshop and uh, he let me in the building. So, uh, <laughs> and uh, so that, that's really good. That's really good. Um, okay. And then other stories. I mean, we've, we've got Watch You Ones, which is a great campaign that people can get involved in or initiative and try and obviously compete against other people with the rising numbers and, and grow the spectator viewing of the sport, but also good stuff. You know, from the hockey paper, you just want to know good stuff, don't you? So, you know, I've read lots of stories from around the the, the country. And to be honest with you, sometimes I read them and think that'll make a good podcast. So let's try and get hold of them. Mm. So, um, you know, you just want to hear about the stuff that they go, that's going on. And sometimes you want to hear as well about the challenges. So, you know, how do we, what, do you, what are you looking for at the moment? What would you love to hear more about? I'd love to just, I, I, I mean, the stories that really sort of appeal are not so much the back to hockey and, um, you know, what, what are clubs are doing to get people back in. I, I think there's only so much you can do with that. I think it's more um, what clubs want to do is, I, I'm still, as a paper, it's hard to work out whether people actually want to read about the international game and, you know, every issue. I don't think that's, um, I think we should be more geared towards um, our readers in so, so, in, in so much as, uh, what other what their clubs are doing, um, but also what their rival clubs are doing mm. um, as well. Um, and, and within that, you, you've got some. I know there are some fantastic stories. Be it the player who could be scoring, who could be set to score his 300th goal over 20 years, <laughs> or five members of a of a family in in one team, which which we covered down in, in um, uh, club down in Cornwall a, a few issues ago. Um, all those sort of human interest stories. I know in each club there must be. Um, a plenty, um, which we want to hear about, and I think that's what we're not hearing en- enough about. We, we we need clubs to to contact us um, with these fantastic stories that we know are out there, um, but but are not getting published, um, be it even in in their in their local newspapers or um, in the hockey papers. So that's that's really what we want is um, is those kind of um, lifestyle, human interest stories that um, that can really lift. Um, lift our coverage on the page uh, rather than just um, talking about GB's chances in, in Tokyo next year. I think as a, as a newspaper and even around the world, we're, we're seeing that our international subscribers who subscribe in, in, in print, thanks very much, <laughs> is, 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 is they don't mind reading about these stories, uh, which is, is fantastic to hear. Um, even though it may be sort of quite localised, um, it's uh, these, these are the stories that people want to read about. Is there any one story at the moment that you've reported on that's that took you back a bit? There's often stories when I go to clubs and they tell me, and I'm like, wow, never knew this, never knew this. Is there is there any that really sticks in your mind that just just blew you away? Oh, I mean, um, there's so many that you speak to. I, I, sometimes you speak to just um, these are not sort of internationals, but sort of uh, general. Um, um, subjects in the game that you've you've spent an hour chatting to, and you come away and you put down the phone and thinking, oh, that's just a fantastic story. It's, it writes itself. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the Gus McVeigh, the mm-hmm. came over Australian, I think. He, no, sorry, he's a Zimbabwean. He came over to the West Country twenty years ago as a lifeguard and um, stayed in in the West Country down in Poole, Dorset, and is now leading. Um, Zimbabwe's um, women's hockey team, um, which is a fantastic story. They came third in the African um, recent Olympic qualifiers, um, and he's a long-standing coach, um, doing some great stuff down there, and was sort of doing live training via WhatsApp. Um, that that remarkable story. Uh, Pendle Forest in the Lancashire leagues yeah. uh, last year when they went through 
88 games was it unbeaten until um, until they lost um, last season I think it was that yeah, game to Didsbury, to Didsbury Northern as Didsbury well Didsbury Northern so, was it yeah, yeah, right, was, yeah. and that, that stuck with me because they had gone through I think it was two or three promotions through the North Leagues and or out of the Lancashire League into the North League and then into North Prem and now obviously going into National League but uh, yeah yeah that was yeah but that was a remarkable achievement to be fair so yeah you're right with that one it is, and obviously you want to you you you, you highlight that and um, and put it in the back of your brain that you want to um, look into that story and um, the 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 players and um, I, I spoke to it, I'm I'm thankful I did because it's um, it's it's not just the record it's going beyond that as to why that happened and for a, for a little club like Pendle um, and I got the MP involved and um, spoke to him and um, yeah put it put it all together for a feature that was fantastic to do. Mm, indeed. Okay, and then finally, just uh, you mentioned it earlier, um, we might as well have a, a quick chat around these Olympic playoffs. So if we if we start with the the women's, uh, I've got the draw actually in front of me here. Um, who, do, who do you think might go through? So we've got we've got Germany, Italy. That I don't particularly see much problem for Germany over that one, but I don't know about yourself. But yeah, oh, Italy did some good stuff at the World Cup last yeah. summer. Um, and you know they've got a few Argentinians in their side, who sort of was um, Italian nationals now. But um, yes, that could be potentially a tricky tie. I mean, I, I, you know, you, the, the top three um, in each uh, pot across men and women, you really yeah. think should um, qualify. But um, yeah, yeah, Italy, Germany—that's got potential uh, for for being um, a close one. Australia, Russia. Ireland, Canada, Spain, Korea, India, USA, China, Belgium, and then obviously Great Britain, Chile. I mean, the one that, that sticks out a little bit for me, China, Belgium, mm-hmm. India, USA, those two there, I, I think they could be two interesting clashes. I think they could be two interesting clashes. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but and also, Gary, you can't miss out Ireland versus uh, Canada, is it? Yeah, um, it is Ireland, Canada, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, I think, I, I, I think Ireland... Have, Personally, if they play anything like they did at the World Cup, they get support behind them at home. They're they're going to that Olympic Games. They're going to that Olympic Games. They, that Irish, they that Irish crowd were amazing. I, I wanted to be Irish at the World Cup last year when they, they were just brilliant. For I was there for ten days and they just they just took me off my feet. Wow, enthusiastic they were. They definitely enjoyed a, a drink, which was brilliant. So, yeah, I, I think that weekend is going to be um, is going to be very special. But I think what what Canada are doing in terms of um, crowdfunding, and I think all their players are based mm-hmm. in in Europe at, um, over the last twelve months. So they will be gearing up for this kind of winner takes all battle, um, having having sort of not sacrificed, made the choice of coming over to Europe and and um, be as a unit. So that will be very interesting to see how they perform on them when it's sort yeah. of. Um, yeah, when when the, when the pushback is in, I'm not sure where it's going to be. I think probably Banbridge. So it's going to be, um, yeah, Ireland. Uh, you think will be favourites for that? Yeah, I hope so. D- just China, Belgium. I mean, China, yes. Belgium in the late. Yeah, that's not where you want to go, is it? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm definitely not having a a little bet on that one. And then men, we've got Germany against Austria, India, Russia, Holland, Pakistan, Spain, France, Canada, Ireland. Great Britain, Malaysia, New Zealand, Korea. I mean, mm. some tough, there's some tough gigs in there for for some teams. Um, yes, there are. Yeah, uh, Holland, Pakistan. Obviously, the Dutch will be favourites, but uh, that sort of clash has got a sort of sort of age-old Olympic ring to it. Um, yeah. um, 
which which won't be easy. Malaysia won a Four Nations tournament for the Euros actually, which involved um, England. Um, yeah. So interesting to see how yeah. Malaysia will be playing. Um, Spain, France. I mean, France. Oh. I covered them in India at the World Cup. They are a very good side. Uh, yeah. That's not going to be easy. No. Uh, no, no, no. I think Spain. You know, they need to be on all five cylinders as they they could have a real real problem of trying to get to an olympic games <laughs> with that one um france have definitely got something in there and then new zealand and korea wow yeah uh that's another another tricky time indeed then a quick i think we just should finish with just a little quick one then around great britain um chile for the women malaysia for the men obviously you, you mentioned earlier that you'd expect great britain women to get through that and you think men have got a tricky tie um where, what do you think? See, I, I personally think that the women, I, I think G, I think GB Chile, it looks solid on paper, but I, I do think, you know, we've we've got to get out of that little rut, haven't we? You know, from what we've we've just been through within in the Euros, there we've we've definitely got to come out strong, and we've got to keep working together to to get through that because it's it's going to be a difficult. It's it's not never going to be easy. It'd be great for us as a home crowd to have these double headers, but hmm. we need yeah. To stop. Yeah, I think you're right, Gary. It's sort of, uh, you know, we play, I mean, the Holland defeat aside, we, we kind of show our mettle against top teams, but against mm. um, lower ranked sides, we're kind of, we, the, the side don't really seem to perform. They seem to go into their shell. So Hager's got a lot of work to do over the next couple yes. of weeks uh, to kind of put them up to their form and um, um, and try and get them playing. Um, and obviously the men there with Malaysia, that's definitely a tough gig. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's it's yeah. going to be yeah, it's, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be very very interesting two legs um, that one. And uh, but I think they showed they, yeah, I, you know they they look stilted in um, as a sort of unit across the men and women's games in 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 um, in Antwerp. But uh, I think when it comes down to it, um, GB men should should um, should prevail. I hope so. I hope so. So just to get back on to uh, to club world, clubs have got some stories they want to talk to you they want to get hold of the hockey paper they want to subscribe what's the the best way of getting in contact well obviously the hockeypaper.co.uk um yep. go on there and there's all the subscription details on there but um to contact us uh, newsdesk at the hockeypaper.co.uk and um outlining uh, sort of potential stories and uh, not just back to hockey yeah, i just kind of stress that really just sort of really good player um, individual stories or as a club or uh, as a team um, or any officials um, any sort of anniversaries that are coming up that kind of thing it's, um, it's all great for, for us um, as a newspaper so that's how you can get in touch I think great and then the hashtag on Twitter is hashtag watch your ones um, and we really want that to to be used to pictures you know videos of how much support your your team is getting and let's uh, make this a great competition yeah, indeed, Gary. Yeah, and uh, yeah, entry, entries entries close at the end of the month, so uh, okay. get those get those entries in. Fantastic! It's been lovely catching up. Thank you very much for your time. Um, this uh, episode will obviously go out, and I hopefully we can promote all the good stuff that the hockey paper is doing. That's brilliant, Gary. Thanks a lot. Great to speak. Thank you. Yeah.